0: What do we talk about? What do we talk about? On any given day. You know, if I was to ask you right now, what was the best movie you've seen lately? Oh man, you'd say, oh let me tell you about this plot, let me tell you about this story, let me tell you about these characters, let me tell you about just this great time that we had. We really enjoyed it. What if I ask you about what's a recent meal that you really enjoyed, right? You could go back, and you could maybe remember where you were and who you were with, but more importantly, what it looked like and what it smelled like. Your mouth would begin to water. I mean, that happened to me last night. Somebody brought a blueberry crumble, and so my immediate thing was, where's the ice cream, right? You can't have blueberry crumble without ice cream, so thank God we have a teenage daughter. She went and got ice cream, Right? If I asked you about your favorite sports team, what would you do? You'd say, oh, man, did you see that grand slam? Did you see that double play? Did you see that shot? Did you see that pass that he made before he won the race? What about if I asked you about your grandkids? Oh, man, your face would light up. Let me tell you what they did. Oh, let me tell you the cute thing that they said, right? Because out of the mouths of babies, they don't know, right? And they say the darndest things. But what about if I ask you about your faith? Where, where's the joy and excitement about our faith? See, we can we, we talk about what we love. We talk about what we enjoy. And so this morning, I just want to have a conversation about that. I want to have a t- conversation about... About sharing our faith. And so. I literally want to have a conversation with you. Really quickly. And I want to ask this question. Why is it so hard. To share our faith. Why is it so hard to share our faith. Why is it so hard. To talk about our faith. So I want to spend just a few moments. Talking about the hurdles and the struggles of sharing our faith. So, why is it difficult to share or to talk about our faith? What do you guys think? What are some of those reasons for you? She said unqualified. Nerves. What else? There's no right or wrong answer. What's maybe a barrier that's kept you from sharing your faith in the past? Being belittled for being a Christian these days. Is there somebody here this morning that would say they don't have a they they don't have any issues sharing their faith so thank you thank you for sharing I mean with the exception of miss Mary <laughs> but I would say and maybe Jay mentioned that too I mean I struggle with that jimmy you you hit on one a time you know time or missing the cues are blowing off the cues, you know, not knowing, okay, what am I going to say? So I struggle with that as well. And so I want to tell you this morning that this past week I had the privilege to, um, was asked to do the funeral for one of our homebound members. Her name was Charlotta Fiddler, Char or Charlotte that she was known as had an impact on many of you. And the thing was, I, I never I never met her. She became a homebound member about the time I got here, and I just haven't done any, been able to do any visit or haven't done any visitation since I've been here, right? Because of time. And so as I prepared for her funeral to preach the first funeral of someone who I've never met, I didn't even see a picture. Luckily, her daughter brought in an older picture, so at least I saw that, but that's not... I mean, that's what she looked like at one time. But I didn't know her. And I began to think about how little we know about those that we love. And and that's not just an indictment on you guys, but that's an indictment on me as well. So I want to call your attention to a handout in your bulletin. It has some, has an acrostic with the word verse, if you will find that. Um, if you need a pen, raise your hand really quick. We'll make sure you have a pen. Before we go into this printout, let's turn to God's Word. I want to look at... Deuteronomy chapter 6. So you take your copy of God's Word. So you have Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and then Deuteronomy. Turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 6. As we begin to think about what do we talk about? What do we know about those we love? I, I went to this verse I went to this passage so deuteronomy chapter six verse five through nine listen to what the word of the Lord says it says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your might. We've heard that amen majority of you if you've spent any time in church you've you've heard that, but then again that goes to the old saying you, you you can't just plug one verse out. There's truth in that verse, amen, but let's keep reading. What does it say? And these words I command you today shall be on your heart. Verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children, and you should talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. You shall bind them on the, as signs on your hand. And they shall be on the frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. So really quickly, as we look into this passage of Scripture this morning, I see two words. We're to teach and we're to talk. Now, what what does the Bible tell us? It says we should teach diligently. Right? Not just that we should teach, but we should teach diligently. And then we see the word talk. I know y'all love to talk. I commented on that this morning, right? There was great chatter in the house of God, right? You were sharing about your week or something. You're probably sharing about your grandkids. Remember I talked about that earlier. You're probably sharing about your grandkids or something you ate. Those are things we talk about a lot. But listen, it says talk. Talk about them when? When you sit and when you walk and when you lie and when you rise. Look at the picture that they're giving us there. And friends, can I tell you one thing? That it starts at home. It starts at home. Most of you have grown children. With the exception of my family and brother Jamie. Right? Most of your kids are already grown. But you know what? You can also do that with your grandkids as well. It doesn't just stop once you've raised them. Pour into the next generation. Because it starts at home. It starts at home. Listen, the Hebrews were extremely successful at making their faith an integral part of life. And they used the context of daily life to teach, right? They used the things that came up as an opportunity to teach. An example, last night we were sitting around the table before everyone left. We had a, a small group cookout. Those that had been involved in the small groups, we had a cookout at our house. And and people began to share, well, I know of this one that passed. And did you hear about this young man? And did you hear about this family? And did you hear about this former pastor? Man, he, he really needs prayer. Did you hear about this? And so as everybody began to share that, it was like, whoa. We, you know, we have to get out of this notion of we're not gossiping. Right? We're, we're, we're telling needs that are in people's lives. And so the Lord said, pray. And so we opened the Word. We read a verse. We read several verses of Scripture in 2 Corinthians where it says, God has comforted us so that we may comfort others. Right? Remember that in the time of need. But we simply what? We took time to pray. That my children were in the other room. I don't know, maybe one day when they're older, maybe they'll have a group of people at their house and maybe they'll spend some time in prayer too. But listen, the New Living Translation, I, I love how they teach it, Where how they say this verse, right? It says, where we're talking about teaching it diligently. It said, repeat them again and again. Repeat them again and again. What is that? That's the promises of God. So if we're going to teach our children... Let me ask y'all, even as grown adults, do you typically learn something the first time you see it or the first time you do it? No. Right? You have to do it a few times. You have to hear it a few times. I think of Miss Linda for a second back here. Miss Linda Parker. She's a master gardener. Do you think people just wake up in the morning, I'm going to be a master gardener? No. They have to learn, they have to read, they have to experiment. And so what does she do? If somebody's interested in gardening, they come alongside of her because she's gone before them. And, and what? She didn't take that and say, ooh, I'm a master gardener. Look at me. Woo! She's like, no. Hey, you're interested in gardening? Hey, so what do you want to grow? Oh, you want to grow this? All right, well, here's what you need. She's She's taking what she's learned and she's giving it back. That's what we're to do with our faith. I already told you this morning, we get so excited about everything else movies and meals and uh, sports, our grandkids. But where's that excitement when it comes to our faith? See, that's the reason that there's a disconnect. In the generations that are coming behind you. There's a disconnect. Because grandmama or granddaddy or great uncle or great aunt. Oh they're a Christian lady and they're in church all the time. Man. Where's the joy of the Lord. In your life. Where's the joy of the Lord when they hear you right. If all you do is complain. If all you do is bellyache. Does that speak highly of the kingdom of God. No. Murmur, murmur, murmur. Right? There should be some joy in our life. It doesn't mean that we can't have down days. Right? And we can't be frustrated. But we need to be frustrated righteously. In a righteous way. New Living Translation also says, listen, we talked about sit, walk, lie, rise. Look at those verbs. It's at home. It's when you're on the road. It's when you're going to bed. It's when you're getting up. That's how we're supposed to be talking about our faith. And so I want you to turn your attention to our printout. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm going to try to step through this. So this is a tool. This sheet of paper, I pray you will fill out. you keep it somewhere nearby. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it in your Bible. Put it in your journal. I don't know. But this is a tool. This is a resource for you to begin to have conversations with your family. Alright? So our acrostic, or the word that we're going to work off of today, is verse. V-E-R-S-E. Verse. So your first word in the V is the word verse. So everybody write that on that, where the V is. Our first word that I want you to key in on is verse. Right? And so now listen. I'm giving you this today. I want you to listen. That's what we're doing this morning. I want you to listen... And I want you to fill in the blanks. And then maybe this week, I want you to ponder these questions too. Does that make sense? So today, I'm giving you this tool as kind of like a way to create or to generate conversation with your loved ones. Okay? Does that make sense? So you're not necessarily thinking of these as we're going through them now. Okay? This is just a tool. This is a way to maybe have some conversations. So listen. So maybe with your loved one. You 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 think about Miss Charlotta. Did somebody know what her favorite verse was? I don't know. Right? But if we asked her, if we simply said sometime in some way, maybe her daughter or maybe um, her sister or maybe someone else, and say, hey, what's your favorite verse? And then I I want you to think this through. Here's some other talking points. Is there one that's brought you comfort? So that's your next blank, comfort. Or given you strength? Or hope, right? So that's the way you start the conversation with your loved ones. And listen, listen listen here, kids—the younger kids here, y'all, teenagers. Y'all look here, my kids too. Y'all look here, real quick. You guys take this tool, and I want you you to—you know—you can read it verbatim, but I want you to have a conversation with your grandparents, maybe your dad, or somebody else in your family, and just ask them a couple of these questions and see what they tell you. Okay? Because if it's giving them hope it could very well give you hope too, right? If it's giving them hope, it might give someone else hope as well. And I think about, when I think about this, is basically another way you could look at it is, what's your life verse? Right? That's kind of more like maybe a churchy word, but you might say like, what's your life verse? Like what verse have you clung to? What's giving you strength? What's giving you hope? What's giving you comfort? And you know what's cool for me? I know what my grandmother's life verse was, or my grandmother's verse was. It was Joshua 1.9. Really quick, and so in my Bible, what did I do? I underlined that verse, and I wrote in the margin, Granny Moore's life verse, right? So whenever I'm flipping through God's Word, I got it. It's right there. It brought her hope. It brought her comfort. Listen, Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous, do not be frightened and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. My wife, Kendall, I asked her one time, I think when I was studying about life verses or preaching on life verses, and I asked her what hers was. So, in the margin of my Bible, it says Kendall's life verse. So if my kids pick this up and I'm dead and gone, or some I lose my Bible, there's hope. Kindle's life verse. Proverbs three, five, and six trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Lastly, a guy who sharpens me, he's probably pretty dull considering how dull I am, right? we're to sharpen one another. And I talked to him on a regular basis about our faith. He he helped make this handout better this morning. See, that's the reason, sometimes y'all don't see that. I vet things. I go to pastor friends and people that invest in my life. And I'm like, hey, shoot holes in this. Make it stronger. Make it better before I preach this. Make it better before I hand this out. What, what can I improve? Right? Because I want it to be useful to you. But listen, his name's Les. Les Thompson. He fought a battle of cancer. He had, uh, I think, thyroid cancer. His verse that he gives people a lot, I don't know if it's his life verse, but it's a favorite verse of his, is Isaiah 26.3. He says, listen, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. That brought less hope as he went through cancer. Do you think if I knew somebody that was going through cancer, that verse might give them hope too? Yeah. And that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. That's how I knew my, that's how I knew the verse I share with you about God comforts those or comforts us so that we may comfort others. You know how I knew that? Somebody wrote a condolence on my grandmother's obituary online and she quoted that verse. See, that's why, when I send a note, this is not about me, I'm giving you examples, guys. When I send a note card, on the back of my note card, I almost always write a scripture reference. Why? Because I want to point them to the Lord. I want to point them to truth. I usually point them to Psalm 40, verse 8, which says what? I delight to do your will, oh my God. My God, You, I, that's what that should be our delight, to do His will, not ours. Alright, let's hurry. Hurry on. Moving on. Next word in our verse, acrostic, is experience. Experience. So maybe when you're having conversations with your children as you're with your grandmom and granddaddies or, you know, brothers and sisters as you're with your your friends or your sisters and brothers, maybe ask them, say, hey, when was the time that you experienced God move in your life? man, there's power in our stories. There's power in our stories. As we share them, people, what? Do they get a glimpse of who you are? they get a glimpse of what God's done? But you also can just listen. Just listen. I went to a grief conference yesterday talking about grief. People don't need you to give them answers. They just need somebody to listen. Just listen. Just listen to what they're going through. Be an open ear. Be somebody who would just be present in their life. The next word is response. 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 Is there a time... This is the question you can ask your loved one or your friend. Is there a time that God answered one of your prayers? Is there a time that God answered one of your prayers? Follow-up question. How, how did God respond? Or how did how did you respond to God? And can I tell you something? This is not a tool. This is not a resource to just say, Hey, hey Sister Carol... What's your favorite verse? Oh, okay. Psalm 21, verse 9. Okay. You, you ever experienced God? Oh, you did? Oh, okay, good. Did God ever respond to you? Oh, that's good. I'm glad he did. You know, no. These are just talking points. You don't have to use them all at one time. Right? As I was sharing this with one of my buddies, he gave me a perfect example. He said he grew up in a generation that they didn't share their faith. And one of the most meaningful conversations that he ever had with his father was at a Carolina football game where they talked about his faith. It's a generational thing. Maybe your mom and daddy didn't talk about their faith, but you know what? God has worked and moved in your life. Don't take what he's done in your life and the great things that he's done to the grave. Share it with other people. The Old Testament tells us what there was a generation that arose that did not know God and the things that he had done. Why? Because they prioritized everything else. Sports, hobbies, meals. Those are not bad things. Those are not bad things. But find a way to interject the Lord into those conversations. We have homework to do. Kendall and I want to go see your grandmother, right? And just sit. How did I know my grandmother's life first? Because I had a conversation with her. And I asked Kendall, I said, Hey, Kendall, do you know your grandmother's life first? No, I don't think so. Okay. So now when we go to visit her, what? Was we'll in the conversation and visiting with her. Hey, what was your what's your life verse? Is there a verse that has brought you hope, brought you strength? Right? We're pointing them to God. We're we're calling them to remember. The next one is salvation. Salvation. One of the things I loved about Miss Charlotta's funeral is she was a member of Bible Fellowship Church. And when you When you inquire about membership at Bible Fellowship, we have a membership form, simply just so we know your address and how to send you a card or whatever. But you know what I love about that is there's a section in there that says, describe, briefly tell about your testimony and how you came to faith. Right? I never met Miss Charlotta, but guess what? Because she was a member and she filled that section out, I knew that she was a believer. Because when she was 29 years old in California, she accepted the Lord as her Savior and was baptized. You know what else she told me on that? In t- for 22 years, she attended base chapels. That's kind of hard, right? Y'all, get, y'all sit in the same place every Sunday, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you see the same people. She didn't sit, she didn't sit in the same place. She didn't see the same people. What do we know about the military? There's tons of turnover, right? People were deployed. People moved, restationed. Wow, that's cool. She got to, wor- she got to worship all around the world, in Germany and France and all over the states. How cool is that? I'm kind of jealous. Like I've only worshiped in Sumter and in Turbyville in Atlanta. That's a, most people have probably not worshiped in Atlanta. I have. So, just ask them, hey, tell me about when you were saved. Tell me about when you came to faith. Is that a difficult question to ask? Sure. But can you imagine the fruitfulness of the conversation? Right? You don't necessarily have to write everything down, but, man, how cool it would be to know that, right? Last one. I was going to give you one word. Somebody else, they gave, I was, it was competing. It was like, oh. So I had one and then they flip-flopped. Because I had one definitely. And I were like, oh, yes. How come I didn't think of that? And then somebody else gave me something else. So they flip-flopped a couple times. But your E is encouraged. Encouraged. And eternity. Eternity. And I love this question that my buddy Mark Parton asked. Who might be encouraged by your story? Right? As you're sitting down having a conversation, if I'm sitting down talking to Brother David and we talked about spiritual things and he tells me something about him, what well, if I just look up and said, man, who would be encouraged if you told somebody else this? Right? Who would be encouraged by that? Maybe somebody he meets in the doctor's office. Right? He goes for different appointments. I don't know. So I'll run back through these answers really quick. Verse. Experience. Response. Or when did God respond? So response. Or respond. Salvation. Encouraged. And eternity. So my challenge to you this morning my prayer for you is tuck this away. But don't just tuck it away, use it. Find a way to incorporate it in the conversations that you have with your loved ones. Right? Maybe you take your child and you say, hey, what's your favorite verse? Okay. Well, let me tell you what mine is. Write it down. Underline it. The other thing that you can do, and I want to quickly share is, have you ever written out your your testimony? doesn't have to be long. I had to do it for school. I had to write out two things. I had to write out my testimony, and I had to write out my call to ministry. So it's written. It's stored away. My kids could read it one day. They'd probably just throw it in the shredder or something, but... I hope they may read it and they may learn something about me and the journey God's had me on that they didn't realize. Amen? I can talk about it, but maybe they might read something. So I encourage you to pull out a piece of paper sometime. Just write about what God's done in your life, tuck it in your Bible. My challenge for you is this I would love over the coming weeks. I would love to get a connect card that says, My mother's verse is this. My mother's verse or my sister's verse is this. Why? Because that would mean that you had a conversation with them about the Lord. You had a spiritual conversation with them. I'd love to know what it is. It might bring me comfort, it might bring me hope. I listened to a message this week. I can't tell you what the message was on. I can't tell you the theme. But they quoted a scripture and I was like, wow, I've never seen that before. I remember that. So guys, find a way to incorporate scripture. Find a way to have spiritual conversations. Let me pray for us. Father God, thank you so much for your great love. Father, thank you for just how you've been stirring in my heart. Lord, thank you for the experience to be able to preach Miss Charlotta's funeral, Lord, to give hope to her family, to learn some interesting things about a woman that I've never met. But God, she was created in your image. She was beautifully and wonderfully made, and you had her on a journey, and I can't imagine the seeds that she planted for you in, in all the chapels that she visited. So Father, we pray for her daughter, we pray for her sister, we pray for their family, well, we pray that you would comfort and keep them. Father, today I pray as we leave that we would take this tool, we would take this resource, and we would just go to those that we love and just begin to just ask questions so that we might know, that we might be given the same hope and comfort and peace that they've had. Because what's what's a favorite verse that my mom has had? What's, what's part of someone's testimony? How have you worked in their life? And so, Father, I pray that you would just give us the courage to have those conversations so that we may know, but God, more importantly, so we can see how you've worked in their lives. Lord, that we may continue the good fight. Lord, we may endure the pain and suffering that you sent our way, that sent our way. And so, Father, we thank you for all the many blessings. We pray that you would guide us in spirit and in truth. And we pray that you would use us as vessels of hope and encouragement and light to those that you place in our path this week. May we point them to Jesus. Father, we thank you and we love you. Amen.